Our church, ICF Zurich, is celebrating its 20 years anniversary this year. And during that time, we never had a permanent home. Through the growth of our church and external factors, we always had to move location from one place to another. But this time is soon coming to an end. We are coming home. And we are so looking forward to this new chapter that we are living as a church. This new building will give us great facilities for our celebrations, great room for community, ICF college courses, and amazing room for our kids and youth facilities. If you want to be part of this project, if you want to get some information on this project called Coming Home, and maybe you want to support it financially, then please go to our website. You will get all the informations there. Thank you so much for your support. The last 20 years as a church we experienced a lot of highs and lows. This is exactly the same thing happened in our lives. We have a lot of highs and lows and then we ask the question, why those things happen to my personal life? Heather Cook has the same question when it comes to a profound, amazing answers. The new series is called The Street of Hope because as a church we're moving to the Hoffnungstrasse number one. so loud. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's so loud. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> it's always good to be in the house of God. Thank you so much, Bjorn, for the introduction. Everything you said is true. Uh, yeah, it's just because when you're passing a church for 20 years, I saw many people coming, some, a lot of people leaving faith, leaving the church. They had a high potential thing. And the, the thing I always knew in my heart, don't give up. Giving up is not even an option because I want to I reach heaven and one day I would love to hear and God says to me, well done, Pastor Leo or Leo, uh, you have done an amazing job. This is actually the words which I'm longing to hear from God Almighty. I want to start with a prayer in this amazing series. Father God, thank you so much for this, for this afternoon, for the word. I want to ask you right now, give me a revelation. Speak a word for, for the right season for my life. And I will open my, up my heart and I will receive the trans, transforming, life-changing word of God for my life. Amen. The topic is here. And the thing is in life, life is not always so predictable, right? Even when you believe in God, you're doing everything right, sometimes life is not going the way you wish that it will go. And one of my favorite stories is always when I speak about that topic, it's that story. There was a, 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 there was a guy on a porch and next to him there was a dog. And a young guy comes and asks this old guy, does your dog bite? He said, no, of course not, my dog doesn't bite. The young guy goes, touched the dog, and in that moment the dog bites his arm away. And the young man gets really mad. He said, I ask you, does your dog bite? You said, no. He said, yeah, that's not my dog. <laughs> you know, with other words, life is not always so predictable. You know, I like to speak about God is good, God is gracious, God has everything in store for you and me, and that's also right. But sometimes we face seasons in our lives where we don't feel so close by God Almighty. And in that season, when we feel in a pit, we ask some questions. 
And that's an amazing example in the book of the Bible, Habakkuk in the Old Testament. Habakkuk, he lived 600 years for Christ. He was one of the 12 minor prophets. Thus says the Lord, this was always the wording. And he had some questions to God. Why he had some questions? Because the people of God, they were very corrupt. And God said, Habakkuk, I will, I will punish your people. But not the way you think. I will take the bad people. The bad people will punish the people of God. And then I will deport them to Babylon. And then Habakkuk said, what, what's about those people? They're faithful. They're honest. And God said, all. Even yourself, Habakkuk. And Habakkuk said, God, but that's not fair. And he had some questions to God. And I'm going to draw you uh, the life of Habakkuk in a very, very simple drawing. In our lives, this is how it looks. You see, wow. Here is Habakkuk. He started very well with God and everything was fine. This is the moments when you pray for people, immediately they get healed and the parking slot is right in front of you for free and you find the right wife, a man, and you get kids and everything goes smooth, you know. When you are on the top, Everything goes smooth. You are so happy. This is the blessed season life, right? But what happens when everything drops? You are in a pit. You don't feel connected with God Almighty anymore. You feel the prayers are not answered anymore. The parking slot is still parked with another car, not yours. And life is not going well anymore. And let's be honest, this happens all the time, even in our small group, in our church, around our friends. We don't like to talk about it. If you say to those people in the pit, oh, God is good, God is great, to say, uh, yeah, it's always nice to say that when you're here. But if, if you're facing rock bottom, that's another story. And in that position, Habakkuk asks some questions to God. Asking questions to God doesn't mean you put God to question. It's not the same. Asking question to God doesn't mean you put, you put God to question. You never question about God. He is your rock. And usually people doing two things in this position. You want to go back to the place where we felt God close, the place where God answered the prayers. This is the place you want to be. And people do everything in their power to be back there. You're closing your eyes for reality. You say, you are sick, but you say, I am healed, but you're still sick. People closing their eyes. Most people, they're going back and they leave faith. They're leaving church to say, come on, uh, God, in the beginning worked very well, but I want to be honest, the Bible is like a funny book. The church are cool people, but in the end it's fake. They're leaving faith because it didn't work the way they thought it should work. And this happens all the time by so many people. Don't run away and don't close your eyes. Habakkuk just literally means embracing God. Wrestling with God in your questions. This is actually what Habakkuk means. And here, in your waiting zone, don't run away don't walk away. Habakkuk gives us a profound strategy how we can overcome that thing. I want to read it in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. This is what Habakkuk is saying in that position. I will stand on 
my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Find a place where you say, I want to hear and listen to God. I want to make it very practical. Like in the early in the morning when you want to pray with God. Choose the best chair in your apartment or your best chair in your villa. Maybe you like it, you like it like uh, maybe different chairs. For example, this is my chair. I like those kinds of chairs. Okay. Choose your favorite chair. Put the chair in the best position in your apartment. For example, I like the window. Also when I fly, always window. Because when you crash, you can see what's happened. <laughs> you know, take your favorite chair, the favorite position, and the favorite God, and then before you start to pray or asking questions, put in your favorite worship song. Put your soul into the mood to believe. This could be like my worship song in the morning. Six o'clock in the morning. I believe that my eyes are open. I believe I will not feel asleep. I sing that song. Brings me in that mood. God can do everything. God is in store of everything. Just choose your favorite chair, the favorite spot in your apartment, the favorite God and the favorite song. Why is this so important? Because in life, not everything goes well always, all the time. For example, I have a very uh, couple in our church, in another church of, of our movement. They were hiking. You know, hiking is not dangerous, right? But he walked and he slept, fell down and he died. And she was a believer and he was a believer. And you know what she has, she has done? She left the church. She left God. She said, God, I, I don't get it. Why him? And as a pastor facing many situations and, and talks with people, people are dying, people getting divorced, all the things. And I need a song in the morning who frets my soul and my spirit despite of all the circumstances. I believe that God is still a healer. I believe God is still good, gracious and merciful. Before I ask questions to God, I fill up my soul and soak in the words from my soul. Find a chair, favorite position, favorite God, favorite song, And then Habakkuk says a very practical thing. Here, in verse 1b, he says here, what he will say to me and what answers I am to give to this complaint. Just here on your chair, start hearing to God. God has many different ways to speak to us. He can speak to the Bible, to the worship, to a preaching, to your wife, to the husband, to a donkey. Uh, he has so many options, even to dreams. Dreams, dreams is always a, a way that God speaks to you. Uh, on, um, yeah, to dreams. Okay, for example, when I'm quiet on this chair, you know how God speaks usually? With the conscience in your inner 
voice. It's like an inner voice in you. And when Habakkuk was quiet, he asked God, why I'm in the pit? Why I faced rock bottom? And he was listening to God. God gave him an answer because he believed soon and very soon. Soon means very soon I'm out of here. Have you ever experienced that you're listening to God, but what he's saying to you, you don't like? This happens all the time. Because our ways are not God's ways and how we think, it's not how God thinks. Here is what happened to Habakkuk in verse 3, verse 16. I heard and my heart pounded and my lips quivered at the sound. The cake creeped into my bones and my legs trembled. You know why God said to him, Habakkuk, you will go to Babylon and it's not for one or two, three years. It will be for many, 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 many years. He said, God, I don't like it. There's another guy, what God said to him, he didn't like it. It's Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 9, and you know that Bible verse. I asked the Lord three times to take it away from me. He answers to me, I am all you need. I give you my loving favor. My power works the best in weak people. Whenever you're weak, you quote that Bible verse. But Paul asked three times, God, take it away. And three times God says, no. And he didn't like it. You know, about, about 11 years ago, exactly about 11 years ago, my, my, my family, we were on vacation. You, you, you know why I know that? Because something happened there. My wife, she read a book from Dr. Robert Schuller, My Life Journey. And Robert Schuller, he built one of the amazing churches in L.A., a, a, a crystal cathedral out of glass. And it is right now one of the 100 most beautiful buildings on planet Earth. And she read in that book that he hired the most famous architect in America. And she said to me, honey, I think it's time for us to build a building as well. I said, well, what's the link between the book and my story? She said to me, hire the best architect in Switzerland who knows to build a church. I said, yeah, we have a lot of people in our church. He said, no, 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 a guy who knows light and LED and everything, it must be genius. I said, honey, I don't know anybody. She said, I ask you to, to pray that God shows you the right guy. You think, what's the problem starting praying? Starting praying is sometimes dangerous. Have you ever prayed, God, break me? <laughs> Goes one minute, bam. You're broke forever. There was a person in our church. He said, God set me on fire. Burn away everything around me. He, he's like into flesh. Burn away everything. It doesn't belong to you, me. She came home and the apartment was burning. Starting praying to God can be dangerous. And I started to pray, God, show me a right guy who's able to build that building. And then a man came up to my mind. I've never met him before, but he's very famous. I went to this guy and said, hey, I think it's time for us to build a, a church building, but I don't want to have a church building. How long do you think it takes to build that? He said, 10 years. 
I didn't like what he said to me. Like Habakkuk, like Paul, and I knew in my spirit he is right. I said, come on, man. I serve a God. He can do everything out of nothing, everything. It takes at least four years. And when something happened without faith, maybe five years. Then he said to me, Leo, the 10 years, it's faith and miracles included. I said, why? He said, Just look around. There's not one building in Switzerland that has built the last 10 years. 10 years, miracles is already included. When I walked out of that meeting, I knew he's right. That's what I want to say. Sometimes when you're closing your eyes, there's a voice inside of you and you hear God, but what you hear, you don't like. That's mean when you are in the hearing position, Open your hearts for the talking of God and take it serious even if you don't like. The next point is Habakkuk is saying to you and me, write it down. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets. Why is it important to write it down? Because here's the thing, when you hear God, you say when you hear something, Uh, after one day, you know only 20%. If you hear and see something after one day, you know only about 40%. If you hear, see something, write it down, it stays 80%. And when God gives you revelation and you're walking out, tomorrow you have so much stress in your school or at a workplace, and the devil steals the seed that God has planted in you. He is a master in stealing the seeds, the words out of you. And God is saying, Habakkuk, write it down so clear that everybody is able to see it. Here is a picture in my, where I live. There's a lot of frames and in the frames are a lot of pictures. Every morning when I take new, new fresh socks and underwear, it's under this is my underwear. When I take it out, every morning I remind myself about what God has spoke to me. Here is a 50 euro. Because five years ago, we, we haven't started building our new building. I was in Germany, I preached in a Russian German church. And I told them I want to build a church, I want to buy land. It costs maybe about 50 million. And she asked, do you have the land? I said, no, I just have a vision. <laughs> Sometimes you have a vision, but just a vision. And she came to me and she gave me the 50 euros. She said, Pastor Leo, is nobody believing in that building in your church? Here is the 50 euros. Go to your church and say, we have already 50 euros. If nobody believes in that, I believe in the building. And she handed me the 50 euros. It was all she had for one week. And I felt to myself, this girl has more faith than I have because I have more than 50 euros. That 50 euros, since five years, it's in the frame. And every morning when I get up and take my new fresh underwear, I remind myself about that. The 50 million, it's not a problem. If you, if you, if you collect in 50 Swiss francs or 500, 5,000, 5 millions, it's only a matter of the zeros. What, 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 what's the problem about the zero? 
If one hundred thousand or one million is just one more zero, it's not a big deal for God. And every morning, that fifty euros was a message to me: God comes not too late. What God provides, He will also pay for it. This is what I've done it in the last year. Another thing, we have a prayer group in our intercessor team in our church. They handed over about one half a years ago a, a, a Bible verse to me and said, Pastor Leo, we, we, we ask God and here's the Bible verse for you, for your season, that no clue. In Amos chapter 9 verse 15, I will firmly plant them there in their own land. They will never again be unrooted from the land I have given to them, says the Lord your God. Unrooted. What's that? The last 20 years, we moved from church to church, from building to building. We're like a gypsy church. And every morning, the last one and a half years, I put that Bible verse on my computer. Every time when I open, opening my computer, on my computer screen, that's the Bible verse. Every morning since 19 or 18 months, I read the Bible verse. It's a confirmation to me. Okay, when you hear to God, write things clearly down. Whenever doubt sets in or devil tries to steal the seed, you look him back and say, but that's the promise of God Almighty. Because you need that promise. When you're on a high season, you don't need that. But when you're in a low season, you need that for sure. Otherwise, you will leave faith when things happening in our lives. The point, next point is wait. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. For it's not yet the time for it to come true. The time is coming in a hurry and it will come true. If you think it's slow in coming, wait for it, for it will happen for sure and it will not wait. Here what God is saying is a cool thing. To the appointed time, it will happen. There's a appointed time in your life when a miracle takes place. God's delays are not God's denials. Should I repeat that again? God denials are not God's, uh, God delays, sorry, God delays are not God denials. God delays are not God denials. That means when you are in a waiting zone here, you are not alone. For example, Joseph, he waited 13 years until it came to pass what God promised to him. Abraham waited 25 years. Moses, only 40 years. <laughs> Jesus, only 30 years. If you think I'm in a waiting zone and the only person on this planet Earth, hashtag alone, you're not alone. You're in a big company. I don't want to speak over you prophetically, you have to wait 80 years because nobody lo loves to wait. But waiting sometimes is also a message from God. Here's the things, the pointed time means two things. You can speed it up. You can speed it up. But even the devil cannot slow it down. You cannot speed it up. The devil cannot slow it down. It's the pointed time from God Almighty. I want to give you a very key verse 
when you are in the pit, when you feel far away from God. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. And here is a key word in that Bible verse. As for the proud one, his soul is not right in him. But the one who is right and good, he will live in his faith. Faith. You live in faith. When you are hit part rockum, you're in a pit, here is the foundation, it's faith. Faith. It's right, faith? Huh? Yeah, of course, my English is not so bad. Faith. Faith. The substance is faith. Look, here's many examples. When Noah built the ark, he built the ark in faith. Then the animal came. It's not like this. The animals came two and two in a big line saying, Noah, we are ready. Can you build the ark? No, he built the ark. Then the animal came. You know, when the people of God stood in front of the Red Sea, they stood in front of the Red Sea. Then they were able to walk through it. When the, when the, when the malls of Jericho fall down, before they fall down, they have to walk around so many times in faith. They said nothing. They believed in a point of time. And then they fall down. Our foundation is our faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we will live by faith, not by sight. We will live by faith, not by sight. And now I want to give you the key, the key, 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 key Bible verse. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 20. And here is a, a word in the beginning. But. But the Lord in His holy house, let all the earth be quiet before Him. Here is the word, but. The devil comes when you're in the pit, face rock bottom, comes with doubts. You will never ever be healed again. You will never ever be out of depth. He speaks into your brain. You need the word, but. But. But means, but the Lord is good. But the Lord has everything in store. But the Lord is my healer. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my hope. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my shepherd. You start to prophesying in your life in faith that what you believe will come to a past, the appointed time in your life. When we're moving into the new building of Samsung Hall, I know 10 years ago, we had nothing. Just moved from building to building. It started with writing down, waiting, but in faith, we believe, but in the right moment, God will open doors. Now you think, oh, cool. Waiting means passive. I do nothing. Just wait. Waiting is never passive. Do you know what you do in the waiting zone? When you wait, you serve. You just serve in the small, in the little. You just serve in your family. You just serve the church. You just, just, just serve your small group. It's not passive. You're not just waiting. For example, I don't wait. Some people, they say, I am called to be a preacher. 
I wait until I get an invitation. I don't need the stage to preach. I am the stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need the stage. I am the stage. Some people say, oh, I'm called to be a worship leader. I wait until the worship team asks me to be the worship leader. They do nothing. In the meantime, train, sing under your shower. Sing wherever you are. Sing and be and preach. Be active in the small thing for God Almighty. The last week, um, my wife, she had a retreat in Austria. And um, I had a driver. They were all ladies and she said to me, you cannot stay in the same hotel, you have to book another hotel because if you and a friend are showing up but the ladies, you're in the middle again. Just book another hotel. We booked another hotel. And then that night, you know what I do when I'm in another hotel? I don't need the stage to preach the Word of God. I am the stage. We were there, we were eating and next to us there were a couple from Germany and I said to him, ah, where are you from? And then comes the answer, and then we said, are you Christian? And then, bam, we dropped a bomb, bam. Are you Christian? We're middle in the talk. That evening, we had about 10 conversations with people about Jesus. You know what I want to say with that? I want to say to you, my hope is not the Samsung Hall. My hope is not the new building. My foundation is not, is not, It's not, uh, I lost the word. My, what I want to say is, where I, just where I am, I preach the word of God. Just serve wherever God puts you in your life. Don't be passive, be active and preach the word of God. The most coolest thing what I do all the time is when we were in a, at, in a bar. You know what the problem is by a bar? It's always empty of Christians. But there are the people that have time we went from the bar to bar, we drank our Coca-Cola. Of course, no alcohol. But at the bar, where people are smoking, drinking, it's easy to talk about Christ. It's easy. And there was a person that said, what are you doing from profession? I said, guess. I said, in one million years, you will never guess. And I said, I'm a pastor. He was shocked and quiet and said, this is cool. Because my grandmom, she's a Christian. And for the last 20 years, I never attended any church anymore. You're the first guy since 20 years who's a Christian. I don't need the stage. In the meantime, I am the stage. I serve wherever God puts me to place. When you are in a pit, base your life on faith and put the butt with the words, God is good, God is great, God is the healer and fill up your your spirit with the right attitude. I want to close this service a little bit special. We spoke about wait and be quiet. What would happen if the international church would be quiet for some minutes? Not for a second, for some minutes. And this is what I want to do with you. Even there's no piano, just nothing. Let's, let's close our eyes for a moment. And let's be quiet like Habakkuk. Holy Spirit, thank you so much that you're here. And we're seeking the will of God right now. 
And I want to ask you, could you speak to me? I have some questions, some issues, some visions and some dreams. I give you the permission to speak to me right now. And church, let's be quiet for some minutes. I know this, this is not what we do every Sunday. But let's be quiet in front of the presence of God. And God will speak. Right now when we have closed our eyes, I saw a, a picture for a person here, like a prophetic word. I saw you, you're struggling in terms of a car. You don't have enough money to afford a car. And what I saw, I saw you, I saw you choking. You choked all the way. And I asked God, is, is the message that you're getting a runner from now on? The message actually from God is you cannot afford a car but God is saying, I want to give you a creative idea who, who, will, who, will, who will help you the next season. It's not that you get a runner to be a runner, but God will give you a creative idea how you can solve that. And it will bring you in a fresh, brand new area of your life. It's like a word for a special person right now here. I saw another person, you, you love to, to, to wear watches. And uh, you, you, you're a person on time. Uh, but to be always on time sometimes can be also a big stretch, a big, a big um, yeah, stress because you have to run and hurry and you're always under, under, under pressure. And I saw a, a thing for you that you take your watch off away from your arm. And it's like a sign that God is saying, start the day with less. You want to pack as much as possible into a day. And not everything fits into a day. What God is saying to you, 
when you take away the watch, it's just a symbol of take some stuff out of your agenda, out of your life. It means when you start early in the morning, just ask the question to God, what is the best thing to do that day? And be quiet and listen to God and let God load it up what is right for your day. And with that, the God is your coach, you will, you will reach a new level in your life, a new peace, even a, a, new, a new quality of, of relationships. It's time for you to unload certain things right now because it won't fit in your time, in your schedule anymore. Habakkuk said, but, the word but, before we praise, worship, and Jesus Christ right now, could you feel you but with your sentences? Feel the but with your own words. For example, but God is my shepherd. But God is my provider. But God is my healer. But God is my righteousness. Because you're facing a situation, you have a dream or a challenge, but feel that part with your own statement right now. When all the eyes are closed, I just want to challenge you for a moment. Feel the part. Make a statement to yourself, to your soul, to your spirit. But God is good. But God is everlasting. But God is fair. Feel that but with your own words. And there's some people right now you don't have peace with God. You're struggling with God. Maybe you have left faith, you have left church, you have or maybe you've never given your life to Christ. You don't have peace with God. And before you go home, I want to be sure that you have made peace with God again. If this is you, I want to just pray a very simple prayer. That just say, dear Jesus, please forgive me my sins. I invite you in my personal life. I lay down everything what I have. I am yours forever. I will not close my eyes and I will not walk back anymore. I stay with you forever. And now church, I want to invite you in the next songs. Fill the butt with words. Praise God for what He is. And what he will do, our Lord and Savior.